0: I wore a pair of socks with a big hole in the heel mm-hmm. and uh when we walk in I was expecting them to have like those things you could put on the shoes mm-hmm. you know so you can walk around in your shoes still but it's like, it's like, when I say like a hole like my my whole art my whole arch and my heel were out so he's like yeah could you just go ahead and take off your shoes for me I'm like these shoes these, shoes. These ones are my favorite. Right now. Are you, sure? Are you sure? Welcome back to the Born Broke podcast, the number one self improvement podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates, and listen to our latest episode on Spotify. Now let's get to the show. Money, money, oh.
1: Where do you get your standard for, like, the idea of, like, how you view America's, you know, Army, Marines, Navy, and things of that nature from? Like, where does my... Like, what creates, like, what's the thoughts that come to mind? What images... With how I see the military? Yeah, what images do you put with the words, and where did you get most of your influence from when you are talking about these things?
0: So, first... Was kind of stories from my parents and me visualizing, you know, from the stories of that they told me about the military, but also obviously it's like movies. <laughs> yeah. I was really big on a movie called Black Hawk Down when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I watched it so many different different times and. Um, never like, seen it. Never seen Black Hawk yeah, Down?
1: People are going to hate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, like, Black Hawk Down, Saving Private Ryan.
1: See, I've seen Saving Prior Ryan.
0: So basically, the way I visualized the military was based on stories from my parents because they both served, mm-hmm. and then stories or in visuals from movies and things like that. That's pretty much all it was centered yeah. around.
1: So uh, I didn't so before I joined, I didn't have stories. I just had movies, mm-hmm. but I hadn't been consistently watching them. You know, so I was like, I kind of forgot all about the movies and just went in blank. <laughs> like yeah, I, naturally. <coughs> Like I had no idea what I was getting into, <laughs> cause like I was too young to remember the um, what is that movie called? I cannot remember. Ah oh, man, I wish I could remember the name of the movie, but I cannot right now on the top of my head. But um, it's the one with the Marines where uh, it's the special needs guy in there in basic training, and he ends up uh, shooting. But
0: oh, that's uh, that's Full Metal Jacket. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I couldn't, like, like movies like that, I seen, like, I was at like, a younger age, so there's no way, I, I just couldn't remember them at all. Well, the cool thing about that
0: movie is the drill sergeant was actually not an actor. Mm-hmm. He was legitimately a drill sergeant, so everyone's always like, in the past, before they knew that, mm-hmm. well, how's this guy playing that role so good, and he's so believable, and, like, the stuff he's saying is so, <laughs> he was
1: dead ass, yeah. like, he was so serious, yeah. That's exactly. That's funny because they're like, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can get them, <clears throat> like my drill sergeants. The, the, the longer you're there, the more you can like kind of get them to open up. Mm-hmm. But when you th- but when you first get there, they're so uh, conditioned for like you know to do the job properly. They never break face. Never break character. Yeah, they're just always that angry, like like mugging, aggressive eyes of you know just.
0: Seriously so like what it's pretty accurate to what movies yeah depict a drill sergeant, a drill sergeant, being sergeant. like is like it's like real the life. Most,
1: it's the most accurate depiction i think military wise is the drill sergeant put, yeah. you know doing their thing <clears throat> i remember when i first got there we <laughs> were riding the bus and the uh, drill sergeant gets on the bus put your bag in your lap put your face down in the bag <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah it was, i i i remember it was super it was funny cuz before you get there you have a Inception, what they make you stay up, you're taking your pictures, they shave your hair, all that stuff. and then you Which know, is also
0: extremely accurate from every other movie that's yeah. like the intro scene. Yeah, but that's,
1: but that's the easy part too, though. Yeah. Because not, it's not hard to depict that. We're just, you know, doing whatever the fuck we're being told and sitting around talking to each other the whole time. We literally have nothing better to do. And, uh, yeah, eventually that's over. You get your, you know, your last night before you actually go to the basic training part of the base. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's super funny. I remember my glasses fell.
2: <laughs> glasses my fell. glasses
1: fell off. Was, you know, we we're supposed to carry our bags over our head. But I, I can't, but, and just, you know, instinctively, when you carry something over your head, you tend to lean yeah, forward. And then they, yeah. So my glasses were like, I, So I, I was like, damn, my glasses dropped the bag. Now, I oh, <laughs> yeah. now, now they're running at me. And, and like, they're not se- how do I say this? You're so stressed, nothing they're saying is audible. <laughs> Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you they're just saying You dropped the bag You dropped Wait, the glasses look, look. running Yeah we're all <laughs> yeah, ev- frantic Everything is happening yeah. Yeah, I, I was so frantic My female drill sergeant Broke <laughs> character And started laughing at me Oh my <laughs> That's how you know I was bad
0: <laughs> She's, Fuck my character that I'm playing She was,
1: it was the, the, I, I was like I, but Later on I thought about it, like, Cause I, I I could remember her faintly Like In the corner of my eye Like <laughs> I she, she was like, just go, man. <laughs> she, was, she knew you were the new kid on the yeah, block. Yeah, Well, we're all we're all new, yeah. Like, yeah, but she was just like, <laughs> <and> then I <laughs> then eventually I get my shit and put the bag over my head. Get yeah. over there. And we're all uh, we're, we're all just standing in place, getting yelled at, getting circles walked around us, holding our bags over our head. You know, the I, I don't know if your parents ever to strike, but the shark attack, but they don't do that anymore. Uh, awkwardly, I don't know why they got rid of it but I mean what have, is the shark attack a shark attack is just like
0: they send a, a great white <laughs> they hire a great white to first come. of all that's so stupid that's so stupid put your bag over your head the great a, white's coming a great white
1: <laughs>
0: shove your bag you die <laughs>
1: the oh great white God. can smell that's so stupid okay white. now what is the shark attack in, in basic training so it's just like, it's the culture shock. It's like your first, your first, I, like, there's not much you can do to prepare for this experience. So you get there and it's just like, boom. It's
0: your first, wow, I'm really in yeah, this. Yeah, it's a. I am in this. It's a straight change.
1: Yeah. It's like, because everything before that is like, you know, you're you're tired, you're moping around. Yeah. But then you get there and it's like, it demands you to be more than what you are immediately. Yeah. Upon entry. And that was super dope to me. like.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's preparing you for everything else that you're going into well
1: if you can only do so much preparation before you actually see something or you know whatever if you do when and if you do <clears throat> see something but yeah it was super dope i loved it so you're saying that I hated it but i loved it
0: so as soon as you start you just go right into the water and you like what is the actual um task of the shark attack when you get in there
1: oh so the point of the shark attack so you're not you're not in water oh i think <laughs> no no you're not you're not you're not in the water (laughs) the drill sergeant's with his hands up on his head (laughs) underneath the water (laughs) i love the interpretation uh but uh no 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 they just call it that because it's just like a a shocking moment you know like yeah it's just like (laughs) just it's just like the the, the just uh, it's just like an out of this world moment for you oh okay and it's, it's meant to be that, though. It's meant for you to be shaken up. It's meant for you to be like, kind of like unorthodoxly uncomfortable. You can't think straight. It takes you, it immediately takes you out of your comfort zone upon arrival. That's the point of it. But then I got another one when I went to AIT, and that one didn't really do anything. It was just like pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> to, your, to your point about
0: the culture shock, yeah. like how you can't really prepare anything, that really reminds me of like my start in real estate yeah the first i would say the first month or two Mm -hmm. were absolutely insane and (laughs) the way they talk about real estate is like you you also can't prepare for something like this Mm -hmm. um because how how people talk about real estate before you get in it is you're almost assuming that somehow somewhere the leads are going to come to you Mm -hmm. And that you're not actually the one that has to go and get them go out there and reach in. so when you start you're like Okay, when when's this first house? I'm selling <laughs> But you are so far away from that first house yeah. you're selling when you get in uh, but basically the point I'm trying to make is my first culture shock mm-hmm. was was uh, I think In December so I started last November. So it was about a month Um I had gone on a listing appointment, which is an appointment you go on before you're about to list a home. Yeah. And it was this farm, and um, they were asking; they wanted to list it for eight hundred and eighty-five thousand. Mm. So, as this young kid, you know, going in, I somehow booked the appointment, said the right things, you know, and I met up with them. And I had this whole thing prepared in my head, you know, how I was gonna, you know. Uh, you know, secure this this business deal. Yeah, and uh, and I so when you first start, you have to go with your mentor, Mm -hmm. and you have to you know bring them in because you don't know. You don't know enough. Yeah, so she went in with me, and she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna you know you do most of the talking. I'm just gonna be support. You know if you get lost or anything like that." So, um, the original person I booked the appointment with was not there. So she. Was supposed to tell the person meeting me there yeah. that I was coming. Forgot to do that. Okay. So when I showed up, he had no idea who we were, anything. So boom. That's hilarious. So boom, appointment started horrible because they had no idea we were coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I start walking around and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to even say to this guy. <laughs> He's not even the person. I didn't even know. Well, yeah. he he was an owner of the home as well. Yeah. So I walked through the first couple of rooms, it's a big house. Uh-huh. And I just had like this feeling like, "Oh my god, I'm stuck." So I look over to my mentor with like <laughs> with the saddest look on my face, and she she goes like this. She knew what I was when I was insinuating and then Literally immediately controlled the rest of the appointment after that. Yeah. (laughs) I I said nothing, tail between my legs, everything like that. So the culture shock for me was, okay, this business is not just something you can't prepare for. You can't just walk into a house and expect, you know, have this person trust you with their biggest investment and then list a home with you. Like this takes so much preparation. So my culture shock was, um, you know, you had to prepare for these things so much, but it wasn't something I, I could prepare for. So, uh, long story short, didn't get that one.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean it goes without saying, uh, but it just taught me that like this business is not going to be easy, and you know it's going to take a lot
1: of work. Mhm. Makes sense. Yeah. But it's like the same. But even though it's like even though you studied beforehand, like you. There's you know, just enough. There's, yeah. there's not
0: enough you can do. For the on hand, exactly on hand
1: experience, because then you have to like you reading a book doesn't include your emotions, you know, yeah. and and someone, you know, sitting in front of you and responding to you and making you do um, all those in-person tasks that you didn't get to experience.
0: Yeah, like you could have watched a video about the shark attack, but it still wouldn't have prepared you it for wouldn't,
1: it. It wouldn't hit you as, as hard as it, as it did if you were there.
0: And, on, like, on the same note, like, think about, like, I was 21. I'm just, just turned 22 this year. Think about, like, a 21-year-old kid entering the business world for the first time in his life. Yeah. That is a culture shock in it its 100%. own. percent Because, I mean, think about what I did before. I mean, I worked as a cart pusher or just a stocker in a grocery store. And I was a, a a wellness coach, not even a personal trainer, a wellness coach at the YMCA. So where in there is business? <laughs> so that was just a culture shock in its own. It's, okay, this is the business world. This is how things are run. Yeah. You can't just walk in here, you know, unprofessional. Things like that. Yeah. Worst part about the whole thing, and you're gonna think this is really funny. <laughs> I wore a pair of socks with a big hole in the heel, mm-hmm. and uh, when we walk in, I was expecting them to have like those things you could put on the shoes, mm-hmm. you know, so you can walk around in your shoes still. It's, okay. <laughs> it's like, but when I say like a hole, like my my whole arch, my whole arch and my heel were out. <laughs> So he's like, "Yeah, could you just go ahead and take off your shoes for me?" I'm like, "These shoes?" These shoes. These ones are my favorite. Right now? Are you sure? Are you sure of these ones? And then uh oh so God. then I take them off. Did they look at your feet? Uh, no, I didn't I didn't think he saw it until so I walked down to the basement first. So he's behind me with my mentor. So when we walk up the stairs, they're both looking at my foot. <laughs> hey, and I'm doing the thing, you know, where I'm like I can't show my feet on the camera, but I'm I'm like hiding my What are you doing this? No, like I'm taking my other foot uh-huh. and like hiding my my heel, like wrapping my foot around. Oh, you're trying to step yeah, in front of Yeah, I was trying to like hide my heel behind you're my trying foot. Trying to slide it. <laughs> yeah. I would win last. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> every time. But those are kind of the funny things you
1: learn. Is like, that's hilarious? That's funny.
0: It's like, man, nothing in the adult world is really easy, and you have to you have to just go get it. I <laughs> that was. Super I mean, I have
1: I have minor experiences where I've like forgotten something. Like, yeah. While in uniform, but it's not that bad. Outside of like, re- outside of your regular, like basic training and stuff, you really don't have any like super negative experiences because you're already like s- set like you have everything you need name tapes whatever whatever and then you get it sewn in then you never forget anything again But the only thing I, I i did consistently but i was also a cook right so i'd always forget to take my my pc off what's a pc my patrol cap is yeah. that the you know the caps you we wear with the rank on it and the name in the back uh, so when i was in basic training one time no i was in ait I had a base training at AIT. I'm going into, like, the chow hall. <laughs> I'm walking forward. And this is – I've never been – this is probably the angriest I've been because we had just got, like, smoking shit, like, the day before mm-hmm. for, you know, just just, just for the, the shock attack Said I'm still livid because <laughs> I'm like, why am I experiencing that again? Yeah, I'm, it's not even a sh- it, it's not even a shock anymore. It's just pissing me off. It just kept happening. This no, it, it, so we only had it twice, but we, that was like another one. Yeah, like do oh, I back to back? It was like after so after you got basic training and I went to AIT, they had brought drill sergeants into AIT, and I was a part of like the, one of the first groups that were going to get drill sergeants out after basic training in AIT, and um also oh, is for. You transfer from the regular army soldier training from basic training to your actual job position training. Um, so, is this like the most excruciating workouts they could
0: put you in possible? Is that what they're basically doing? Is like right away, they're throwing you into like. It's just
1: a bunch of tedious ass, you know, push ups, sit ups, oh, okay. yeah. knee ups, jumping jacks. We got our heavy ass duffel bags. Put it over your head, pick it up, put it down, dump everything out, put everything back in a certain amount of time. Oh, you mm-hmm. messed up? Get smoked again. But, um <clears throat> yeah. I was like, I was so mad. We were doing that again, like I, I didn't let it go for like three days. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't Man, let it go for I'm three days. I was so, I was livid because yeah. I was, because fear was was replaced with like because of my lack of understanding on why I'm experiencing this again. Because I'm like, okay, but after this, what? Am I going to get a third one? Yeah. Obviously not, because it's stupid. Because <laughs> you only need yeah. once. Because now it's not, it's not a shock anymore just pissing us off (laughs) (laughs) now you're just annoying like it's just fucking being a dick (laughs) but yeah after that yeah i went i kept i kept my patrol cap on went into the went into the uh the fucking dfac and all i see in front of me because like i'm just because i forget to take it off right i'm just walking in all i hear is in the loudest voice this man could summon It it was a drill sergeant take your pc off i pause and i look him dead in his face i didn't touch it What? i was pissed off i was mad i was like i was like this i was like listen i was like i was ready i was just ready oh man that was a bold move i was pissed i would have took it off and burned eventually i took it off but we just stared at each other for a hot ass minute and then i took it off but yeah you want to let him know I'm choosing to take <laughs> this off. <out, laughs> I was on my, my own time. I was so fucking mad cuz in my head in my head I was just like cuz everything just felt unnecessary after yeah. after the first day. I was like what the fuck are you do to me like that in my head yeah. like <laughs> did you
0: almost it didn't like resonate with you that these guys like what they say is it goes it's not like school like how you can kind of talk back a little bit like did it not hit you yet
1: that you you had to comply no you can you can talk back it just ends bad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just a, it's just not there's not a happy sit-down <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's not a this is why you were wrong <laughs> yeah no it's just, like, no, it's just yeah. like it's like you feel better now you dumb fuck <laughs> you feel tough
0: now <laughs> so in that did they like if, if you didn't comply with things during that first challenge oh i would got fucked
1: but did they <laughs> is it extra punishment Excuse. uh yeah they would he would okay Oh, you mean, like, if in the first, like, when I get there or for old arrival, would they continue? No, I'm saying, like, let's say you just,
0: during this shark attack, let's say you chose to be like, nah, you know, or let's say you just chose to not comply with certain things. Oh, they probably and just they send punish you, home. you Send you home?
1: Well, they can't, they can't physically grab you and force you to do it. they be, they probably just send you out. So.
0: Like, home, home? Yeah, you'd be out of there. Damn.
1: You'd be out of there. Without could, even getting started, because because you're 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 refusing to train, yeah. What, what are we gonna do with you? Yeah, you gotta go. What
0: are we gonna do with you? It wouldn't have anything to do with them.
1: Literally, just wouldn't work out. We've had people really. We had people request to quit. They get, then eventually at some point they just go home. Yeah, they send them home. Some people end up staying longer than their original group. So like even after I graduated, we had people stay behind because they quit and. You know they were they were what, what, they were what's called holdovers, holdovers. Yeah. So they quit. Everybody knows they quit. Everybody knows they quit, and all they do is clean up, tell people where to go, just the regular basic stuff a soldier would regularly do. They still get paid because they're getting paid until they go home. But yeah.
0: How long? You saying like months and months or just weeks?
1: So when I was in AIT, we had people who had been there for almost like two years. So I was like quitting. So, but this this is the thing. So like originally, originally like if you're there for that long, it's not because you quit. Like in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get your stomach checked. <laughs> in, your <laughs> in your soul. We had people who joined for something. <laughs> You're killing me, man. Stop. Go hey, ahead. I'm cutting, I'm yeah, cutting like, that. Drink I'm cutting that. some water out. or something. I'm cutting that. Eat a banana. <laughs> cutting that. That was literally my stomach. But, uh, but anyway, you had people who um failed their original class for their job, and uh, and uh, so there there'll be a over there. Like so, what what'll happen is they'll fail a new class will come in, or well, they'll, they'll 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 just go join and join the class behind them. And they'll redo whatever they failed with that group. And what happens is you don't – how do I say this? You don't get sent home immediately, but if you just keep failing, okay, now this just isn't – you're not – you don't mm. you do not meet the requirements and you obviously can't get right with whatever we need you to do here. We're going to allow you to go somewhere else. And we had people who done that. We had um, – one guy did um, – he was doing like the bomb stuff, I don't remember what it was uh what's what's you know the that movie when they were doing the uh bomb deactivation and stuff it's on Netflix. hurt locker we got a guy who yeah, he went in for that and he had failed out, and uh yeah he ended up coming over to be a cook <laughs> <laughs> hard in <not> life anyway <laughs> he's like bombs weren't it, but let me try these recipes okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a guy we got had a guy like that, but well, then we had another guy who just was like always fighting. And just yeah, he was there for. He was there for a hot ass minute.
0: Is there any of these guys you still talk to?
1: A holdovers? No. no, no,
0: no, not holdovers. Just <laughs> any, any of these guys that
1: you were in the military with. Oh, all the time, of course, of course. You always, you always taking socials, phone numbers. Yeah. Like my, I have leadership. I still have on there that i you know, obviously, we're not in that type of uh, situation anymore. So we're having a more of a casual, normal house of in life. It's good. You still a slave? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're asking them that. Yeah, like uh, uh one, one of my pe- one of my uh, sergeants went to um Alaska, and he has he had them the all white like ca- camouflage stuff. I told him he looked like an albino silverback. <laughs> 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 just roasting him because you can. I texted him upon seeing it. That <laughs> like the moment I saw it, I, I texted him was like, I was like, what the fuck they put they albino silverbacks in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did he say? <laughs> he just laughed. He had no comeback. I was, I was coming on, up. Yeah, on. He was, I came in with some heat. What can he say now? <laughs> he, he, he doesn't say anything. He has no no pull over you. Yeah, but he was dope. Uh, he traveled with his wife kids and all that by vehicle all the way to you know Alaska which is amazing to do yeah yeah but he said <laughs> he said it was definitely a tedious like cause that's a long ass fucking drive. drive from where to where uh Kentucky
0: Kentucky to Alaska that would be a beautiful drive
1: I'm sure it was great yeah but um yeah fuck that <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me my plane ticket <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd rather fly there spend time there find things out you know You know, just a little vacation. So,
0: from meeting Dante, to preface this, I'm someone that really loves traveling and wants to travel. And uh, from knowing Dante, um, he's someone that has done some traveling through the military. Uh, Which is funny because our whole viewpoints about it It's totally different. (laughs) He does not enjoy traveling. He's been (laughs) to some places that I want to go to. So, he's been to Tunisia, Africa, and he's been to Germany. Which, uh, not specifically Tunisia But I want to go to Africa, I want to go to Germany And I'm <laughs> Like, first time I'm talking to him about it I'm like, oh man, it's so cool, like you've been You know, you've been to this place and this place Like, I would love to go there He's like, I hate traveling <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, you've been, you've seen the world, man You've seen He's like, no nope. It was whatever I don't care. Like, I was expecting, like, you know, some Oh, this place is Sounds really crazy. beautiful to... <laughs> This place is beautiful, this place He's like, no, it's all the
1: same But it's not It's it's not the same He's like yeah you know It's just so for me uh, Traveling to a city to another city Isn't an an amazing experience to me It's different if I'm like In like a rural region You know like the outskirts Where it's it's like It's like the culture out here Is just so much different than the culture inside the city Where like they still have these Super strong traditions And stuff like that I would love to visit a place like that. Like um, you're saying, where it's not touristy. Is that the point you're trying to make, or not so much um, modern? Hmm. You want to you want to feel the culture of the place you're going to. Yeah, like the actual, like you know, I don't want to see where the I want to see the city where all the people who made you know make all the good make good money, they have decent homes. They
0: yeah,
1: were, I want to see that, man. I want to go out to you know the outskirts, where it's like in. Um, well, they, well, I want to go where they're they're growing their own shit, you know. Yeah. That, that's where I want to go. Because
0: yeah, then you really get an essence for what yeah. what it's like being there. That's like in in Puerto Rico. When I went there, we stayed at uh, we stayed at the five star Hilton on the beach, and mm-hmm. I think San Juan. Um, so when you go there, you know they make you gourmet breakfast in the morning, uh, and then you're out by the water. You know you don't really get the feel for you know puerto rico like that but then when you go into the you know into different towns (laughs) then you really get a feel yeah but like to your point like where people grow their own things Mm. there's a lot of different like hole in the wall places yeah and then even hole hole in the walls not even the right word because there's no building (laughs) there's a lot of tent on the beach places yeah like, uh, for example, there's two places we went back-to-back. Back. There was one guy selling a dollar fish, a f- like fish for a dollar, like a cod. That's crazy. And he ma- he went out that morning, mm-hmm. caught the fish himself, fried it, cooked it, and then sold it. And then literally down the street was a guy who went to the beach, grabbed coconuts, opened it up, did whatever he had to do, put a straw in it, sold it for like 50 cents. So like that gave me the you know, the actual feel for everything mm-hmm. too. And when you go to like the little surrounding cities and stuff like I'm that. In there.
1: Where you get that coconut from? Ask a boys that be. I'm not cor- just I just wanna know, I'm not gonna go get my own coconut. <laughs> <Yeah. either. laughs> Start your own business next to my rival business. <laughs> How petty would that be? Oh, they'll kill you for that over there. Man. It might you just threw it out super fast. Huh? <laughs> just They might No they (laughs) wouldn't do that You'll lose your life (laughs) (laughs) It's not like that I'll I'll kill you today (laughs) Puerto
0: Rico's uh, It's a very I don't want to say Like it just It just really made me appreciate A lot of things over here I'll put it that way Yeah There's like a lot of things We take for granted over here Mm -hmm. Um, You know There's so many different Obviously natural disasters And things like that uh, over there but even besides that um, for example like what I'm talking about is like the earthquake that yeah. happened several years ago mm-hmm. like that took a lot of people's power water things like that but that's also something that happens regularly anyway
1: that happens here too yeah yeah like California
0: exactly mm-hmm. so you really get like a,
1: a feel all for I feel like all the beautiful places have the worst right? weather like like they have a good the best weather but like they just get hit with some off the some wall, some crazy, just, just. Everything was good yesterday. <laughs> <You know what laughs> and I'm then saying? there's all, like, yeah. Like what changed? Like God. <laughs> it's actually an interesting
0: story. Yeah. About um, the last earthquake mm-hmm. is uh, my. So long story short. Yeah. My mom has a friend who was, um, her and her husband used to do real estate and then they started a dog bakery like selling it's like whole foods for dogs yeah right they had one location and uh you know they had been in business for a while and apparently it wasn't going so well so they they actually submitted an, uh request to be on this tv show called the prophet yeah and the prophet is hosted by marcus Lemonis, who's this huge entrepreneur billionaire um, not sure exactly how he got his wealth, but I just know a very wealthy guy. And <laughs> he's, he's scammed. <laughs> no, so Marcus actually chose them for his show, The Profit. was dope. Crazy. This mm-hmm. is one of my mom's best friends. Yeah. So he met up with them, and it was almost like an episode of like, uh, what's the one with Gordon Ramsay, like Hotel Nightmares? How he goes, oh, yeah. he checks them out, and he goes. So it was like that. Or Kitchen Nightmares. Same. Kitchen <laughs> Nightmares. Yeah. So yes, um, he,
2: he has two
1: series.
0: Oh, hotel and kitchen?
1: I think so. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's paid.
0: Anyway, yeah. go ahead with story. So he, he went, you know, he, he looked at the business and then talked about their financials, and everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, he actually invested, I think it was $1.1 million in the business up front. And then um, they ended up opening tons and tons of locations. Now they move in Florida. Like it became very successful. Um, so Marcus actually became best friends with my mom's best friends, or one of her best friends' husband, whose name is Giovanni. Same name as my dad. So Giovanni and him, you know, became actually friends after that. So when the earthquake and all that stuff happened in Puerto Rico several years back, um, Giovanni told Marcus about how my dad's family is still living over there. Mm -hmm. And they were without power and water for months. So, Marcus, the wealthy man he is, mm-hmm. was like, okay, um, when do they want to get picked up? So, so like, my parents um, found out that he was going to offer a private jet to take them anywhere in the United States that they wanted. He was going to pick them up, take them anywhere in the United States they wanted to go. And um, so my dad told my grandma that in Puerto Rico and they said no and uh and uh my aunt too and they <laughs> so this is actually just it's an insane story about how like people really uh you know re- respect where they're from yeah. and everything like that and i just thought that was nuts that
1: what, what we need to talk about huh we need to talk about your your appearance your uh your your, your your sneaky appearance in uh, one of those episodes <laughs>
0: Oh, in the last 40 so if anyone wants to watch this if anyone wants to watch the last 40 seconds I forgot what season it's on but if you look up the Prophet Bentley's Barkery I think in the last couple minutes I'm in that episode <laughs>
1: we went and we found it <laughs>
0: <laughs> took a screenshot we should put the screenshot up we should, yeah. We we'll should put do the that. screenshot
1: up, and I'm on that TV show. You got, uh, we got to text uh, Brian because Brian has it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm still getting paid royalties from that episode. <laughs> you are not. Yeah. Forty seconds. Huh?
1: 40, whatever.
0: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said. You, <laughs> can you imagine? It's like two hundred bucks every every week. That'd be crazy. Every week
1: would be crazy. Yeah. I'm like, who who keeps rewatching that? But I can say I'm on TV. Yeah, you're definitely on TV. Like 100. percent I mean, I was on the news. Yeah, but it's not the profit. It's not the profit. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like anybody can go to the news though. Honestly, it's not that hard. You think yeah.
0: so? Do you think we could call up the news and have our podcast featured on the news? I don't I don't see
1: I don't see them saying yes. Like super no. <laughs> 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 Just I think Yeah, but the, the news eats up
0: those kind of things. Young guys starting yeah.
1: podcasts in Rockford. We have to figure out all that contact and stuff. But I think it's super possible. I think we. Could, I think if we really wanted to. We can get it done. Hey, look out!
0: Yeah, that'd be hey. sick. I think we can do it. But then, what would be like the? Because the median for medium for how this is done, like, would we be featured in an article? Would they have
1: one of our episodes featured? They have a little segue. I'm sure they, that's how they always. Or would it.
0: we be on the news, like, talking?
1: Maybe uh, I mean maybe we might get interviewed a little bit. Talking, you know, we both would probably talk mostly, of you. Cause I'm camera shy but uh <laughs> mostly you and yeah that would be sick yeah if we're if gonna you do know. that let's do that see if we can figure it out yeah yeah but uh <laughs> <laughs> now that we're we're in this this awkward situation but uh that, that definitely takes going back to our original conversation of yeah but networking definitely um definitely a fire thing that you know your your mom's friend's husband.
0: Said, yeah, that was that was basically my whole point. <laughs> that was though.
1: probably the best networking ever. I mean, besides, <laughs> besides, like but unintentional, also like it was, it was so natural. But um, it's definitely a, like if you're not if you're not out here meeting people and you're in business, you're not doing business right at all. It's just you didn't, you're basically not doing business. If <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you want to be honest.
0: So not only was my point to say like how people love their their country and like mm-hmm. everything like that, it was the networking aspect yeah. of like just one connection, one one email they sent, yeah. probably not thinking it was gonna get responded literally to. Just,
1: just literally just, and that's just one person. Imagine if you keep doing it. Imagine yeah. if you keep reaching out, you keep making friends. Well, who are his friends? But like exactly, but that he's introduced you to. And you're not doing it in hopes of getting anything. You're just literally communicating. You're meeting people. Yeah. You're expanding. Now I'm not ju- I'm not the person to be talking about this this way. I'm not in the position to be talking about this <laughs> this <laughs> way.
0: There is so to the point of networking. I was I called Dante the other day because there is a very small YouTuber who has a podcast in Dubai, and he came up on my recommended, and I believe when I saw him, he had like five K followers. Mm. And I was scrolling through his videos, and I see, you know, a couple podcasts, and then I see, boom, podcast with Andrew Tate. I'm like, what? I was like, how? Do you remember me telling you this?
1: Yeah, yeah, we were on a phone call, right?
0: Yeah. So then yeah. a month, a month later, he goes from 5K to like 66,000 just from that interview, three million Crazy. views on the podcast.
1: Just put his name on there, Tate.
0: I could put it up too because I don't remember the, the guy's name. I want to give him his, his flowers.
1: We need, we need, need uh, a <laughs> what's it called? When you do it, Clickbaiting? Yeah, We need to clickbait
0: <laughs> He wasn't even clickbait he had, he had him there We need to clickbait And Andrew Tate <laughs> get, a, get, Fo- a, get the get best Photoshop Get an Andrew
1: put- Tate cutout Put it right here
0: And then fade around the sides A little bit So it looks like he's sitting here with it Right exactly No but he posted a video Because he was like I know everybody was wondering How that even happened And essentially he just uh, To make a long story short He essentially reached out to him and said, hey, if you ever need a host in Dubai, you know, I'd be willing to, you know, show you around, uh, hook you up with a a stay and a car. And then um, after a couple different things and months and then Andrew Tate getting canceled and then him, uh, the podcast host, eventually found a different way to contact him. He came to Dubai and then the guy finally mentioned that he has a podcast and then Andrew Tate um. After this kid had done so much for him, he actually got Andrew Tate a rental car for free mm-hmm. and hotel stay. So then, of course, Andrew Tate, you know, felt you know like this guy did this for me. I'm gonna film his podcast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, networking has to be an organic, organic thing. It can't just be. You can't just like reek of you trying to get an opportunity from yeah. somebody. Cause,
1: well, at that point, you might as well just ask him his price. Yeah. Which is like worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. You might get, you know, the real number.
0: <laughs> but then even with that, too, if you pay a price for somebody, that mm-hmm. relationship wasn't built. So, yeah, you couldn't reap all the rewards. It's, it's always going
1: to look like a business opportunity, no yeah. matter what, from both positions.
0: Yeah, because now I guarantee you if if Tay goes back to Dubai, he, he'll reach out to that guy. He'll reach out to that guy. And it's going
1: to be like a good time, you know. Yeah. And then his Laugh, friends talk about yeah. how you got him on a podcast. All that. Yeah, that's why. See so
0: it. that's kind of the approach that should be taken in networking and um networking for me has been one of the most important things because i generally enjoy meeting new people and providing value to people that i meet in business <clears throat> and um you know a lot of the times it's it's worked out in my
1: favor yeah i'm, I'm actually trying to i'm actually thinking about doing my own like See if like try and text somebody's like little brands and stuff on Facebook, Facebook, not Facebook, but Instagram and whatnot. See how it goes. Cause for I mean, the workout content, yeah, just see if I can get a little something going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have I don't have that many followers though. So honestly, I gotta grow my my little following stuff. I know there are things I can do to, but it's not if never too like to at least get the answers to the questions that you have, because you never know they might respond and they might give you their standards and that might be the standard all around. Yeah and that's and i'm and i'm kind of building something there cuz let's say i ask these questions i go and get it done i come back and they're like oh wow you want to actually access these questions you met our requirements and now and you still want to you know okay i feel like that's like that's that's networking in the way because you're not you're reaching out you're getting answers you're talking to someone yeah
0: you're building the relationship yeah, first it, before you really ask exactly, for anything and you, and, yeah. you might,
1: and you might also actually meet the person you're talking to and it's not just like a person that who gets paid to you know manage the yeah the 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 page or whatever
0: yeah it's super, it's super important to build a relationship that way the the main philosophy I just follow with networking is try to provide as much value as possible so I know um like for example mm-hmm. um I was calling somebody the other day and um actually it's a while ago. And we started talking, and um, I basically said that I, you know, I work with lots of sellers and buyers in real estate. And this guy mentioned that he was an investor to me, and I said, okay, well, I can always keep a lookout on properties. I'll set you up on an email, so that way, any property in your price range with your exact criteria for properties you typically buy, only come to your email. So I'm not sending him, you know, something that's way out of his price range. I'm not sending him something that's way under. I'm only sending him things like that and i'm consistently messaging him about properties that i see right or Mm -hmm. if i have nothing to say or nothing come up i'll tell him hey you know nothing came up this week i'm still looking boom i'm trying to provide as much value as possible and uh and him and i actually so after all these weeks of communicating he actually gave me the opportunity to go show him some properties and this was off of just a cold call Mm -hmm. so he knows, like, my value is in, you know, consistent updating and providing him with maybe deals that wouldn't be on the market that, you know, that he can't see just yeah. anywhere. And I know his value is that he's a pretty established real estate investor. So, of course, I want to learn things like that from yeah. him. There's different ways to go about it, but you always want to go come from a place where you're not reeking of wanting something or desiring just, you, something. It's just not,
1: don't, don't try and come off like I'm trying to use you for personal gain all the time. Yeah. Just kind of present yourself as, out there as like I'm just out here to learn. Yeah. And and p- grow and pick up things. You know, to kind of further me in my journey myself. And you know, just in a way kind of show that person that you're learning from them. Cuz I feel like that also brings a form of comfort to some people like knowing like you're picking up something positive from me. Yeah. And you're you're going to take this later. And maybe think about it and add it to what you do in some form sh- or shape. And that just brightens up your day, brightens up their day, gives you something to talk about, gives them something to talk about.
0: And the, uh. the other positive of networking is, um, let me try to put this into example. You know, like the the just average dad that always has a guy for everything? <laughs>
1: And yeah, and I was just like, well, like, yeah, like, like, the, like the the pipes. This the, this the is plumbing. my plumber. Yeah, this
0: is my you know guy mm-hmm. for cabinetry, car. This is my car guy. This is my <clears throat> roofing guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the same principle applies in business, mm-hmm. and just you know, personal questions. Like, um, there's a friend of mine, and we were friends first before we even started talking about this. Uh, when I'm having editing questions about the video, of the podcast, I call him. And he picks up and he gives me editing advice. Um, I have another friend who um, is very business savvy, and I had to ask him a question about uh, an online business that I'm looking to start. <laughs> and I called him about it, and he, you know, explained X, Y, Z to me that I hadn't even thought about before. So that's networking in itself. It's like, okay, I have these friends these, in my head yeah. that I've I've made friendships with first. I'm not just calling them because.
1: They're not just tools That you can pick No up, like I've down. been friends With them for a while
0: yeah. And they mm. so happen To be good at these things So when you have this Network of people around you Like for example um, There's uh, A certain group of people We're trying to get on the podcast This year Not sure if it's going to happen yet Or not But they're pretty Established on TikTok So I called a friend of mine Who I've been friends with For a while And I asked him If You know He could um, Potentially set up a space for them to perform at here in Rockford and he knew exactly the person to set me up with uh like within like first five minutes of a phone call yeah so that's why networking is just extremely important because you know and then these people reach out to me you know for real estate questions real estate advice um you know anything like that so there's always a purpose and a value in a network
1: yeah Let's talk about this Bulls drip real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you
0: like this, right? He said, "Forget all this networking."
1: This <laughs> real quick. This is,
0: you like this? I mean, they're
1: still they ranked ninth. I just. Oh my god! Have they? They ranked ninth. <clears throat> they're beating, and they're beating all the all the big hitters, which is. It gives you hope for the like if they make it to the you know.
0: I didn't know he's bringing up the Bulls on this. is Open a whole new can of worms,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just, it's just because you have it on, and you know they're they, they they like actively the season's still gone. But like yeah. So the the Chicago
0: Bulls season has been one of the strangest seasons ever because they are a team that is Celtics Nets is so much yeah. better than the record presents. So like the casual and I mean casual fan, um. We'll look at the record And be like Man they suck But if you look at their If wins, you watch the games yeah. But if you Even yeah. yeah even their
1: losses too Yeah
0: Even if you watch the games There's been numerous Overtime games We've lost So many close games uh, Zach Levine's knee Has been bothering him DeMar DeRozan Is playing like he can't pass the ball for another thing.
1: <laughs> Turned into <a> Westbrook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally turning into like Westbrook. But there's just certain factors that just not go well. And then now we're clicking on all cylinders. Beat the Nets on a 12-game win streak. This is crazy. Beat the beat the Bucks twice.
1: Beat the Celtics twice. Lakers are on what? A four-game win streak? Five. Five? They're on five now? Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and this is without Anthony Davis. I know. And LeBron didn't play one of it's those just games, LeBron. too. Yeah. I don't know, but he 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 took one of those games off.
0: Which is insane how they can even get close to a win without LeBron or Anthony Davis. <laughs>
1: they actually they're actually more efficient. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like super like <laughs> take your two superstars off and our team is better. Well, some that reminds me of the the well, reminds you of the Grizzlies when John Morant wasn't playing. They were literally So the thing with that is sometimes with
0: teams like that when there's a uh a superstars when there's a yeah a superstar or a heavily ball-dominant player, yeah the thing that happens is, and people tend to overreact at a win like that, um, when somebody's heavily dominating the ball at all times, it mm. might seem like a team could be better without them. But it's really just like, one, all these other guys don't get the opportunity normally. yeah So the ball is getting spread around a lot. And then two, um, they're... I feel like mentally they're probably thinking, okay, this guy's gone, this guy's gone. Well, one of us got to do it, yeah. or else it's going to be real embarrassing out of here, or in here. It's going to look like
1: everybody else is kind of not even trash. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: So I think that's what happened to
1: that. They didn't have a choice but to be great. Literally, <laughs> they don't have any choice. <laughs> they're under or pressure.
0: Or else it's going to lose by 50 every game.
1: Whew. I'll I, I tell you what. One person I never want to play, Luka Doncic. I could never I could never let that man drop 60 on my head. I would fight him.
0: Well, the Bulls <laughs> let Donovan Mitchell, of all people, drop 71 points.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but if they, you wa- they
1: had that man they, they had that man up there looking like he was an all-star. Oh, <laughs> well, is
0: an all-star. Well, hold on. Let's not be frank. <laughs> he is an all-star, but they had him looking like he was yeah, a like super-duper star. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. was
1: just in... Tip top, not, not, I'm not missing a shot. No, but like it was. But if you look at it, 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 it was really like you know other. It was it was other things they were allowing him to score so high. Forty free throw attempts. <laughs> Forty free throw attempts.
0: He was networking with the refs. is Donovan Mitchell at seventy one points because before the game he was probably
1: networking with all the refs? You know, if you do this, you call yeah. this foul. He reminds me. It, it reminds me of a. He didn't even have to flop. <laughs> they were just giving them to him. He was probably like another one. He didn't flop once. Like at some point, I'm sure even in his head he was like. <laughs> yeah, he probably was.
0: <laughs> like, this. And then to make matters worse, do you know how, you know who Will Chamberlain is, right? I know,
1: they were bringing it up. They are bringing it up, oh man. And look on your
0: team. No, even worse, yeah. the Cavs in the locker room. Do you remember the picture of Will Chamberlain way back when, when he had the piece of paper with 100 written on it? Yeah, yeah, Donovan Mitchell with the Cavs team, 71. Yeah. On our team. Oh, now my somebody God. now if, if one can, of one we, of our kids' kids looks up in the future <laughs> Oh, top NBA scoring Donovan Mitchell Bulls sees him smiling with seventy one against our team.
1: Look I mean look
0: We'll see him we'll see him <sighs> yeah. in the playoffs so we'll we though. If look. we get
1: there. <laughs> I mean, like the. based off of how we've been playing, it looks like we're gonna Yeah like, we have a solid like, a dumb, solid chance. But they got a Celtics, though. Come on now. I mean, we got to see the, you know, upcoming. But
0: yeah, if they win the game against the Celtics tomorrow, we're, we'll, we'll
1: we'll be in good. good we'll, we'll probably
0: yeah. we, uh, get to the playoffs.
1: But, you know, but then again, playoff team, you know, playoff basketball is different. It's much more um, aggressive. Yeah. Like, like, they're willing, people, they're just willing to do more to get the win.
0: Well, the thing that happened last year with the Bulls in the playoffs is, like, our lack of shooting on the team really showed. Like, when when we went to the playoff game at the United Center, <laughs> uh, and the Bucks beat us by 50 mm. or 40 or something like that, we just, I'm watching the game, I'm seeing how many threes they're missing. But man, let me get out there. <laughs> let me put up one. <laughs> Man, let me, let me get one three in there. <laughs> You're not going to make it. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: They're, they're, they're towering over you. Yeah.
0: No, I wouldn't make anything. I'm going to let Giannis guard you. What are you going to do? I'm crossing Giannis up. <laughs> <laughs> You're not crossing up with Giannis. Giannis, I'm, yes, I'm
1: crossing didn't he, didn't he Did he get defensive player of the year? It don't matter. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, um, I you, you The man that got. Def- I'm sham
0: God and Giannis, right? Sham. I'm sham guiding Giannis through his legs. What you were
1: hitting with the with the him him? Yeah, I'm hitting with, the <laughs> yeah, pink, pink.
0: And then I'm going to the rim and I'm posterizing Brook Lopez <laughs> with a reverse. You can't,
1: okay, you're not jumping on anybody. Yes, with a reverse. You do not even weigh that much. Yeah, no, I'm posterizing Brooke Lopez oh my in his tall ass socks. You. you better off getting a foul. <laughs> yeah, I'm dunking right on Brook Lopez's head. I, if, if you seen the way he did Curry? There's no way you're going to fucking have a chance. How who did Curry? Uh, Brooke? No, Giannis in the fucking, um, what do you call those games? The one where he kept dunking? The, the, oh, the, the where, all-star, where, All-Star game? Yeah, where Curry was, <laughs> he was down with his hands over Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, going to be you. Did he jump over him? Yeah, that's certainly going to be you. Oh, uh, no, I'm still... <sighs> Whatever you doing. Y- y- oh. Giannis doesn't Where's his bro. blind confidence coming from? huh
0: you, you got to, bro Put me on that court <laughs> You didn't even play yeah. college ball Wait. I mean <laughs> Can I tell you something Real quick though uh, When I was 15 My mom paid for this package Where You show up to the United Center Really early in the morning Everybody Like a bunch of other people Bought the package And then you play <laughs> This is kind of funny And then you play Five on five, right? With everybody else That bought the ticket Then after that You get to go to the locker room Shower Um then you have lunch, I believe, and then they take you around the tour of the United States. You get to meet some of the old Bulls players, and then you have dinner with some of the guys, and then you watch the game. You watch them warm up, then you watch the game. So uh so I get to play on the court five on five, right? That's dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope. But there is this guy, and I still feel bad to this day, because you know I remember it. Mm. He's talking about how, man, it's his dream. It's his <laughs> This <laughs> is like this was one of his dreams right mm-hmm. You know man I can't believe I'm here Whatever middle-aged guy right uh, He's like man I can't believe I'm here I can't believe you know I'm finally playing on the United Center uh, You know this is a dream come true So we get in the game we warm up I start talking to the guy he's pretty cool um, He's like man you know I'm gonna try to score as many as possible Because you never know when I'm gonna get here again So I'm pretty sure he dropped the goose egg like, didn't score once. And I could tell he was getting pissed with himself. <laughs> to make matters worse, I cannot make this up. I come down the court, right? <laughs> I come down the court, man. And I hit a, so I hit, like, a like a really hard, like, pound dribble. I stopped. I put it between my own legs underneath. Yeah. He fell. I hit a three.
1: <laughs> you posterized him. No, I, I crossed him. You put him on the poster, though. That's Somebody's going to
2: have that.
0: Man, so I so he's on the floor. I hit the three. I'm crying. Everybody's looking at him. I'm crying. But then I felt so bad. That didn't even feel good. Because it's <laughs> his dream there, and then all he's going to remember now is some kid <laughs> breaking his ankles. <laughs> and then just leaving and not, him. And
1: not making a single shot.
0: Leaving man. him on the floor. And I kind of. I stood there and kind of, I did a little shake, no, and then hit. I was fifteen, <laughs> I banged a three right there. Dang.
1: Yeah, you had to, you had to <laughs> even yeah, the, yeah, hit a little I Had to. All right, ready. Mm. Every single podcast from this one forward, we will be doing a um, new segment for debating. And uh we will have our amazing um third person for <laughs> Co anchor. Yeah, co anchor. Sydney, who is also Anthony's other half. Um and she's being wild. And she's gonna read off the questions and me and Anthony are gonna pass the mic between each other and uh get our you know get get what we gotta say off our chest. <laughs> Sydney if you will and just try to hold them like a little further down. Your voice Hello. is kind of, they a little closer.
2: Hello. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Namaste. Okay. First question or er, topic. Beauty pageants objectify women. <laughs> like Your idea.
0: <laughs> now when we're saying beauty pageants are we just speaking from a kid's perspective or are we saying just in-
2: women
1: do women have beauty pageants yes like that? Sure. Well, of course Steve Harvey hosts. Steve Harvey host, you know he's like he hosted them he said you know he reads the cards and all that stuff introduces the women I'm um, sorry not, um, Donald Trump owns the um, if I'm not mistaken the Miss America or he did own it
2: yeah oh. think of Miss America oh
1: but we're talking more like the, uh, we're talking more like like the. I mean, they both do the same thing, ideally, right? Yes. Okay. I well, would think. I mean, ideally, the point of it is to objectify women. It's, it's a, you're judging the women by their intelligence, their physical beauty, and their views on the world. So yeah, I mean, can't get more objectified than that. <laughs> I mean, the last thing, the only thing they're missing is uh, what's she like in bed? <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's the only thing they're missing. It doesn't get.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah. To yeah. What's the next one?
2: Okay, we're going to switch. Pizza is better than pasta. Oh, man. Is it, though? That's a hard one. Is it, though?
0: Because, like.
2: You can do a lot with pizza.
0: Honestly, what settles the debate for me is, like. If there was a choice between the two, which one are you picking every single time? I'm picking pizza every single time,
2: 100%. Minus dietary restrictions. What? Because <laughs> he's gluten-free. Like, gluten-free pasta is hard to make taste good. Oh. When, and dairy.
1: Would you take your stomach up? <laughs> I would say I would probably like to go with the pasta. Because I, I just like the uh, look. He's mad. <laughs> I'm not giving you the mic. I'm playing. <laughs> but I just think the variety of meals I can make with it, as compared to the same sauce, and the, you know, like you can switch out the sauce, but you don't want the same one every time, anyway. So why not just do pasta and get yourself a variety of things you know you're going to think of in the future?
0: Because I didn't see you slam down a meat lovers pizza from from Domino's <laughs> and a jalapeno supreme deluxe pizza large all in one sitting <laughs> and you're gonna sit here and tell me that that oh no i pick pasta man listen i'm picking pizza pasta's just you know
2: it's whatever
0: it's like one of those days you know a pasta day you know how it goes one of those days the pasta day <laughs> what's the next one
2: The death. <laughs> the death penalty should be banned.
0: Jeez, a pizza to the death penalty. We're
2: we're jumping gears here.
0: Okay, she's flopping around. The death penalty should be what?
2: Banned. Get rid of it. Keep it. Ooh. <sighs> it's a very gray area
0: you see cause like the part of me that says get rid of it is like for people that get wrongly convicted but then the part of me that says keep it is for someone who's done some heinous crime and there's always the argument of two wrongs don't make it right but
1: I think it should be enforced more often
2: <laughs> agreed
1: I think I think if you're If you're convicted of murdering an innocent person, just get him out of there.
2: (laughs) Only for murder, though?
1: I, I mean, obviously, other heinous acts like, you know, rape or whatever. But rape is so... It's too many cases where it's like nothing's finite. Nothing's like, you know, just everything's not just right in front of you. This person did it for sure. This is exactly how it went. And then, like when, like another, like people will bring up like they can just take a polygraph, but you know the female turned on a polygraph, the male turned on a polygraph, and you know it's just there there are too many things that could be done to make those cases so much more easier. But then there they, there's always the argument of the trauma of the victim and their willingness to participate in the investigation. But outside of you know those things, yes, if you're convicted of rape and you know the factual, but then, you know,
2: I mean, that's where that wrongful uh, conviction comes in, though.
1: Hey, I say, if we lose, hey, we're still losing the potential rapist. <laughs> he just hasn't done it yet. <laughs> Whoa. This, uh, you know, this gap in between. You, you keep doing your thing. Don't tell me. Don't even worry about us. You just stay over there. We can edit. <laughs> yeah. We can, but that's.
2: Life is easy when you're beautiful.
1: To an extent, I think. I think at some point, you hinder your own ability to use your beauty once you stop making some type of life life progression, like in in terms of like a business ventures and all of that. Outside of that, you're just a bad bitch crossing the street. So, it does have its limits.
0: (laughs) <laughs> he said oh. <laughs> He said oh, what. Cindy, what are your thoughts on that before I chime in? Is a, a beautiful person just essentially a bad bitch crossing the street?
2: I feel like beautiful could mean anything though. What do you mean? Like
0: But we know what they're talking about in the question. They're talking about the the standards for beauty in society. Yeah, she's going crazy. Anna. I feel
2: like it would be easy. Pretty people get away with a lot more than conventionally ugly people. <laughs> I don't want to call anyone ugly. Good
0: save. And w- the ways I'm thinking are certain business opportunities that wouldn't be presented to conventionally ugly people. What are the ways that you're thinking of?
2: Such as something as simple as getting a job. You go in for your interview And you look musty, dusty, crusty And <laughs> They're gonna look at you But you could be the hardest worker Yeah Someone just wants a pretty face on the floor or Something they're gonna hire you Over the person that actually is qualified who knows, who knows
0: One thing that I always thought of Is there's like You never see a site, a certain type of person Man or woman working Like a warehouse job Or like a certain type of job
1: You, get, yeah. you definitely I feel like you get all of them Like there's not one particular. Like you don't just get like rough around the edges looking people or you know, you I feel like in a warehouse you get everything and yeah.
2: I have one more question. Living forever would be terrible.
1: Somebody
2: had to say it. You agree?
0: Living forever would be terrible. Yeah, I think in the sense of seeing everybody you know around you passing.
2: If everyone lived forever.
0: Oh, if everybody lived forever? You wow.
2: could do both. Yeah, but there's Go some... Go th- off both standpoints.
0: Okay, off well, the standpoint that everybody dies, including me, or everybody's st- <laughs> The standpoint that everybody stays alive, including me, I don't know, I just feel like there's a certain beauty about how life is temporary, that kind of weighs your day-to-day decisions, maybe not day-to-day, but weighs your, your decisions in life, and... If that wasn't there, you know you might just be more willing to just, you know, if you if you burn a bridge with somebody, ah, eh, you know I'll see him, two hundred years from now, we'll fix it.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to die today. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Am I? But uh, I would i definitely. Done. I'm not. I'm not trying to see two hundred. I don't want to have a 200-year-old beef because then that just means I suck at killing. (laughs) Like, why didn't I get give back? (laughs) Look, if I'm mad at you for 200 years, then there's no way I'm allowing you to keep walking this earth. (laughs) One of us has to go. What
0: is this? On the same note, like totally on topic but off, you could get your get back and you'd be alive so long that you could just be any case... You know. <laughs> you know what i mean like oh 30 years oh that's it that's all right A life sentence? yeah you'll just have 30 years of working out under your belt oh, man. in the in the other se- <laughs> she's looking at us horrified in the in the other sense of living forever where it would just be me and everybody else around me died no i couldn't that would just be terrible because then what you gotta you got to put a whole new roster together.
2: You'd have like five million marriages.
0: Literally. And you had to put...
2: It's six million kids.
0: You'd, you'd pass over your kids. I could start a country with all the kids you could make.
2: <laughs> uh, I actually have one final thing, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Feminism does more harm than good. agree <laughs> hey, or disagree. Let me get
1: in my bag. Okay, then. Uh... I would say it has done more positive things than negative things. It's definitely hard to maneuver around. It's like um it's like when you're in a room full of dark darker people and you're like a lighter turn person, you just tippy toe around words and phrases that you just know you can't use around those people. So, um <clears throat> that's not it's not a totally negative thing. It's just that when it's weaponized in a way that makes it how do i say when you put someone in a position where they don't have the opportunity to kind of speak against you because you're kind of using an emotional point of view rather than an intellectual area that's when it becomes like a very harmful thing because you're now you're kind of you're blinding out logic with how i feel and that's when feminism becomes a hard topic
0: Thank you for watching the Born Bro podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify and follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest podcast clips and podcast updates. Stay tuned for the next episode because it's coming next Friday at 5 p.m. Thank you for watching. Born Broke. Born Broke.